Hey, it's Michael, and welcome to another podcast episode. Before I get into today's episode, we wanted to make an offer to you. If you go to firmsconsulting.com, you will see a pop-up or you'll see a place to add in your email address or you can register on the Firms Consulting website. If you register onto that website, you get put into an exclusive list. And what you get in that exclusive list is samples of the content we have available to FC Insiders. So that said, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Today's podcast is not exactly about strategy skills, but it is about the kind of role you take as you become um, at the level of associate principal, principal, junior partner at a major consulting firm. So what I'm going to talk about today is what kind of career strategy should you follow as a junior partner deciding how he's going to build his or her career for the long term. And this podcast is mostly relevant to people moving between firms. And of course, you know, since we specialize in McKinsey and BCG, to some extent Bain, but mostly the former two, we're only referring to people who are coming in at a senior level or considering transitioning in at a senior level at these firms, right? So let's assume you are a PwC um, principal or whatever they call PwC junior partners uh, in the consulting and deals practice, and you've um, transferred or transitioned into an associate principal role at McKinsey or BCG. What should be your career strategy? And if you are a partner or a principal or a senior manager at one of these other firms trying to break into McKinsey and BCG, this would be directly relevant to you. I'm not going to talk about the mechanics of how you get the role. That would be in our case interview podcast uh, series and channel. This is about once you get in, what should be your strategy. So once you get in, you really have three strategies you can follow. There are three career paths. And we'll talk about each one. There's, there's obviously better career paths to follow given the role you want to achieve in the long term. But all of these are viable, so you have to think about them, right? So I'll, I'll list them here, and then we'll go through each one. The first way you can build your career is to be an administrator. An administrator is someone who doesn't work with clients but deals with firm-wide issues, uh, maybe setting up the internal practices, maybe setting up something like BCG Perspectives, running marketing, running finance, uh, setting up new think tanks. Those are administrative partners, right? They don't really face clients, and they don't engage the market. The one that everyone knows about is gurus, the thought leaders, the guys who appear in the Harvard Business Review, the ones who write books, the ones who write all these wonderful influential articles in the Harvard Business Review, McKinsey Quarterly, BCG Perspectives. You see them at the World Trade Organization conferences. I think that most people are familiar with this group. And finally, what I call the worker bees. These are the partners you never really hear much about at the firm. They're not partners that the laymen, the people that are were not in consulting but who read about consulting will hear about. The people you would hear about would be the strategy experts, the gurus. The worker bee partners are the ones who deal mostly with clients. They're involved with managing client relationships, leading studies, keeping long-term relationships with clients, both at the organizational level, serving G for five to 10 years, in other situations, building relationships with CEOs. So you have these three career paths, administrator, guru, and what I call the worker bee, right? So let's talk about each one, and I'm going to start with the one that I don't think anyone should go down. 
administrators, by and large, are not really roles that lead to great things on average. Obviously, there are exceptions to the rule because some sometimes someone can take on a role and turn it into something crucial, vital. But by and large, administrator roles are internal. You don't have a lot of influence. You're running a cost center. And unless you can turn that cost center into something that becomes really pivotal to changing the amount of influence a firm has, you are not going to be running anything of merit, you're not going to have influence within the firm. You can think of McKinsey quietly, right? The senior partners who run McKinsey quietly, they are pretty influential, but they're not going to run McKinsey, right? They are basically, you know, propeller heads who do a lot of research. So that's one example, and they are blending into the second option of guru. But let's look at someone who is, for example, setting up McKinsey's new financial management system to manage cash flow, or the partners negotiating the legal structure of McKinsey. They are highly appreciated for what they've done, but that's about as far as their career will go. Administrators tend to do well when firms go through a crisis. If a firm goes through a cash cash crunch, problem with regulators, like when Bain was going bankrupt, you bring in administrators who get things going well. I'm not sure if this is maybe the best example. You know, Bill Bain... At Bill Bain, um, Mitt Romney came in to run Bain when they went bankrupt. He became CEO, and Bain pretty much threw him under the bus during the election, right? So the point here is that while you may come into favor, I think that it's very hard to find an example of administrative partners who go on to run firms or go on for great uh, success in their careers. Even in situations where crises erupt, like in Bain, I mean, that didn't end very well there for uh, Mitt Romney, so I'm not exactly sure that I can think of any examples where administrators have gone on to hit their stride. Let's talk about gurus, right, because everyone knows about the gurus. You open up the Harvard Business Review and you read an article from a Bain partner, then you say, wow, this must be a very influential Bain partner. Now I've got news for you. The gurus write books. They appear in the Harvard Business Review. They prance and dance around a TED, right, the TED Talks. But the reality is they're never going to become CEOs. I would like you to do a test. If you don't believe me, do a test. Take all the Harvard Business Review articles from 2005. Get all of the articles written by McKinsey, BCG, and Bain partners. List them and see where those partners are now. The odds are almost none of them, and I would say none of them, have become CEOs. None of them have become CEOs. And there's a reason for this. Partners have become thought leaders are conceptual thinkers. But that's their big skill. They're conceptual thinkers. They can understand issues. They can analyze issues. And they move from client to client to client to understand issues. And as you move from client to client to client across issues and industries, you never really take the time to build an operating knowledge and a cultural and organizational knowledge of a particular client because you have not spent enough time dealing with that client. You're basically being wheeled around as issues come up, right? So the guru path, while everyone knows about them and they look so glamorous and they write so many books, if we remember that consulting firms are training grounds for future CEOs, then the guru path is not, and I repeat, not the path you want to follow if you want to follow the overall objective of a consulting firm, which is to be your future leader. And this is actually counterintuitive if you think about it. 
Because if you are reading this, most of the partners you know at McKinsey and so on, and BCG, would be people who follow the guru path. The guys who actually become CEOs are the ones you never know about, right? Now, going into the guru path is, I think, seductive a little bit, because everyone that you know about and all the guys in the press and so on are the gurus. They run these glamorous internal projects, which they then publish as a book and a set of articles. They serve on internal think tanks like the McKinsey Global Institute. They run these amazing publications. They end up being fellows, you know, who are basically retired partners with no point to live anymore. So my point is this. When you join a firm and you want to go down this guru path, that's fine. But you're not building yourself up to be a CEO. And again, if you don't believe me, do the test I ask you to do. That's all I'm asking you to do. Do the test, right? Let's talk about the worker bees. The worker bees are the partners you never hear about. They are the partners who publish very little. Some of them don't even have LinkedIn profiles. I'll be quite honest. Some of them don't have LinkedIn profiles. They work with clients. Their job is to go in, fix the problem, understand the client's next issue, move into the next issue. Solve that, understand the next issue, move into the next issue. They become conciliaries, you know, secretive counselors to CEOs. They understand organizations so well that when the board is looking for a replacement, they think, let's get that guy to run the company. And this is actually very counterintuitive because all of the people that you see in the publications and press from McKinsey and BCG, and you want to build your career around them, the other gurus, and if you follow their path, you're following a path of never becoming a CEO. So when you are making this transition at a senior level, don't follow the guru path. You won't be a CEO one day. You'll become a thought leader. You'll become a thinker, not a doer. You know, you've got to be a doer. And the worker bee partners become doers. They own the client relationships. They know how to make things happen. They don't just have fancy ideas that other partners test in the field, but they actually have this operating knowledge. So this is an important podcast as you're planning your career. You know, we have a lot of senior people making the transition. And I always give them this talk about the options they have. And I always tell them, administrator role, don't go down that path. If you want to be a guru, fine, but don't call me. I'm not interested in helping someone write articles. We train future leaders. If you want to be a guru, that's fine. Write a lot of articles, send them to me. I'm be happy to read them and comment on them. But I'm not interested in mentioning someone who just wants to push out 5,000 words of text every quarter as their greatest accomplishment, right? If you want to run a company one day, you become a partner who withdraws from most internal initiatives. You become a partner who doesn't care about publishing funny articles, but you work with clients to get things done. Worker bee partners, they make clients successful. They take clients to figure out their problems, and those clients become successful. As the client becomes successful, the firm does more work with that client. As the firm does more work with that client, that partner who built the firm's relationship in there and helped the client become more successful raises in stature. Now, which would you rather be? A partner who raises in stature because your, your thinking and your ideas, which you implemented, actually help the client, or you'd rather be a guru who has a book that maybe works. That's what you've got to think about. And many of you will argue and say, but no, that's not true. You know, Chris Zook tried this at clients, and you know, that's why he wrote the book. Don't fall for the marketing mumbo-jumbo. 
They tried it at a few clients. If he was that successful at clients, he wouldn't be writing books. Let's put it that way, right? My point is that you have to pick a career path that gets you to your destination. And if you want to be a CEO, you work with clients and make them successful and leave the article writing for the thought leaders. As always, I'll be more than happy to answer any questions you have. I'll be more than answer, happy to you know, comment on any um, additional ideas or insights you want to provide. And hopefully you found this podcast useful to help you think through the transition you are likely to make if you move in at a senior role to one of the major strategy firms. And that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing the episode. Finally, I want you to remember that the only way to get access to our special offers, the only way to get our special pricing, and the only way to get samples of our content is to join the list on firmsconsulting.com. It's the only way also to get access to our unique advanced content that we make available to insiders. So if you want to get a sneak peek of things, test it out, see what's in there, this is the place to go. And finally, I want to thank you again for making us one of the largest podcast channels around the world for careers and for the 2 million downloads and counting.